what a great work day we had yesterday. Come on. Who was here for the work day yesterday? The rest of y'all are slackers. No, it was great. I mean, having a really big group of people coming out, and it was fun. And I wore, the, I wore an orange shirt all day long yesterday. I looked like I was either going hunting or I was the great pumpkin. I didn't know which one I was either way. But our orange team did win one of the challenges, so uh, I'm so glad that, that, that you're here. I'm so glad. I mean, we just got so much done. You took a picture of that back room back there before and after. It doesn't look like the same place. I just walked in, and I was like, Oh, wow, this thing's awesome. So thank you, each and every one of you all who showed up yesterday. And who's ready for uh, Friends and Family Day next Sunday? Come on. Who, who's going to invite somebody? Who's going to do all the clicking and tagging and commenting and liking and hearting? And, you know, it's a little bit over my pay grade sometimes. But uh, I think what we need to do physically, too, is get your phone out and get your contacts out. Also, that's the easy way. And send somebody a text message saying, get here next Sunday. Because, you know, it's not only going to be a fun day, but you can never tell what a day like that could change somebody's life, too. You can invite somebody just thinking, hey, we're going to have fun, we're going to eat. Also, as you see, the Holy Spirit can start moving in their lives. And we, uh, man, I don't know if y'all know, seen what was going on up here. There was people being ministered to up here that kept coming up here. That's what this is all about, seeing people's lives changed for Jesus. Come on, let's get some energy in this room. Y'all ready to get some energy? Come on, I need a little help preaching this morning. So uh, it's getting spring. That ought to make somebody happy. Oh, the flowers are blooming, and, 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 and the temperatures are rising. Maybe not in here. It's a little, nip, little nippy in here. That, that word just wouldn't come out. But, you know, and also, another thing is, if you like to fish, the fish are biting, right? Yeah. Oh, Pepper, where'd you go, man? You, you're always talking about fishing, and you left the room on me right when I was started talking about it. But the fish are biting, and let me just tell you a little fish story. Y'all want to hear a fish story? This one is actually true. Um, I remember that, I remember as a kid uh, growing up in the in mountains up there, we had a little creek that ran, and there was about four or five honey holes. You know what a honey hole is? That's where you go, and man, that's where the fish are. Well, I thought I was a great fisherman, and I actually did. We went down there, we, were, we started catching fish like crazy. But guess what kind of fish we were catching? Carp. I remember being so happy. I went home, and, and I had about six or seven of those carp. They were about this big, and I took them into the house, and, and, and my mom looked at them. She said, we're going to cook those carp. Uh, we're going to fry those. Well, let me tell you the, the combination of carp are not the greatest things in the world to eat, and my mom was a terrible cook. So it left a scar on me forever because I remember going in the house and smelling those fish cooking and, and, and then I actually bit into one. And that's why I'm kind of damaged to this day about fish. I have to have it a certain way. But uh, many of you all like to fish out there. It's great. But Jesus liked to talk about fishing too. He talked about fishing a lot in the Bible. But a lot of, most of his fishing stories were the truth, right? Jesus wouldn't lie. He fed 5,000 with two fish, Right? He told Peter to go out, and I want you to go out and catch a fish, and when you get that fish, I want you to look inside of its mouth. There's going to be a gold coin inside that to go pay our taxes with. Wouldn't you like to go fishing one day and uh, catch a bunch of fish, and uh, your tax, tax bill is taken care of right now in the name of Jesus. But you know what? He did that, and, and to the story we're going to look at today, he told the disciples, he said, you're going to be catching men. 
What does that even mean? You're going to be fishers of men. He was about to tell them that there is a, there's a great harvest coming. There's a great multitude coming. And I'm going to teach you how to catch fish. So let's look at the, the title of my message is Off the Shore. Luke 5, 1, it says, So it was as the multitude pressed about him to hear the word of God, that he stood by the lake of Gennesaret and saw two boats standing by the lake. But the fishermen had gone out of them, and they were washing their nets. Then he got into one of the boats, which was Simon's, and asked him to put out a little deeper into, uh, from the land. And he sat down, and he taught the multitudes from the boat. Verse 4, And when he had stopped speaking, he said to Simon, Launch out into the deep and let down your nets, say nets, for a catch. Verse 5, But... There's always the problem right there. But Simon answered and said to him, Master, we have toiled all night and caught nothing. Nevertheless, at your word, I will let down the net. Say net. Reiterate, Jesus said nets. Peter said net. Think about that one. You know what? Here's the thing about this. Peter probably had an attitude. He probably was like, okay. First of all, Jesus, you're the preacher. I'm the fisherman. Right? Come on. Come on. I need a little feedback. He was probably looking at Peter like, looking at Jesus like, hey, dude, I do this for a living. He says, and it doesn't make any sense what you're asking me to do because we have toiled all night. I mean, we've been out here all night trying to fish, and we've caught nothing. And you know what else I got to do? I got to wash my net. You know, I've I've got got, got things to do. But you know what? You You start thinking about that. Peter was tired. He was disappointed. Why? Because he'd worked all night, and he had nothing to show for it. That could be, that's probably emotionally damaging, wouldn't you think, or draining? Maybe you feel like that this morning. Maybe you've been let down by your own abilities, and maybe you've been let down by family. Maybe you've been let down by friends. Maybe physically and mentally and financially, you've been, you seem like nothing's working. You know, you're just toiling, and you're trying, and going, and going. But I'm telling you what, you, maybe like Peter, laid it all down. I'm going to go wash my net, and I'm going to have a pity party. Come on, how many people are invited to a pity party? Usually just one. But then you, you will try to get your friends involved too by inviting them into your party that, so that they can, to, you can talk about all of the bad things that are going on. Peter was about to have a pity party. And listen, what, a lot of times we stay on the shore, we stay on the shore because it's safe there. You know what? What keeps you standing on the shore? Sometimes it's fear. Sometimes it's anxiety. And most of the time it's doubt. So, He looked at Jesus and said, so Jesus, you're telling me to do what? You're telling me to launch out, out into the deep water. And and, and, I've tried all night. I'm the professional fisherman. I've tried everything and it's not working. He says, that seems so impractical. He He said, it seems so impossible. But let me just tell you something. We serve an impractical God. We serve an impossible God. We serve a God that asks you to step out of your comfort zone, out, launch out into the deep. You know what? Comfort keeps us on the shore. Uh, Listen to me. I'm about to help the worship team out here. We come in here, even to church, we stand on the shore in church. We sing the songs and we lift our hands and we hear the word and we amen the preacher. You better do that all the time. You better lift your hands to worship them. But you know what? Then we go back home and we're the same. We go back home to our normal lives. And, and I, you know, God is telling us right now that he is willing to leave the shore for you. 
He's willing to go out there for you because he's looking for someone who will go a little bit deeper with him. So many times we stand on the shore and we're looking and we're wishing that, that we, we could do things. And God is just like, man, if you'll just push out just a little bit farther, I've got something in store for you. He wants us to go deeper with him. He saw that desire in Peter. He said, and that's what he desires from us. He desires more than just uh, an experience every once in a while. He wants us to experience that thing that will change our lives forever. We need to start acting on what God says and not on how, oh, this is a good one. We need to start acting on what God says, not how we see and how we feel, not what we see or feel. You don't have to understand everything. How many of us like to, like to have all the answers and they have to understand everything? You don't have to understand everything with God. Listen to me. Obedience doesn't always require understanding. Proverbs 3, 5 says this. It says, trust in the Lord with all your hearts and lean not to your own understanding. We've been leaning on a lot of things that has been letting us down. That'll tweet. That's a Twitter. We've been leaning on a lot of things. That is letting us down. So many times we lean on our emotions. We lean on someone else. And, and, and a lot of times when we start leaning on that thing, it usually lets us down most of the time. In our heads, we got all of the answers, right? I'm doing everything I know to do to get the right, the right results. But a lot of times that just doesn't work with us. But Jesus is looking at us. And y'all, if you haven't seen The Chosen, here we go. You got to watch The Chosen. <laughs> That's only my 74th plug on The Chosen. But it's like that look he gave Peter when he told Peter to launch out. And Peter gave him that look like, what? And then Jesus gave him that look back like, really? You're, gonna, you're, you're not going to believe what I told you to do? So you just had to see. You got to watch it anyway. But where our trust should be on God, regardless of how bad it is, the situation it is. Philippians 4.13 says, and this is probably tattooed on a million people out there in this world. Y'all know what Philippians 4.13 is, right? I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. He doesn't care. He, he does, he's not looking for all of your abilities. He's looking for someone to be willing, right? All the ability and all the things, he's just looking for someone to be obedient. He's looking for someone that he can actually work with. There are some people listening to me this morning. God has showed you something. He's told you something. And, 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 and things in your life that you should change and things in your life that you need to, to rearrange. And, and you wonder why you're not getting that breakthrough that you're looking for because you're still standing on the shore. You, feel, you still feel stuck. You feel like your purpose is in you know, spinning your tires in the mud, tire man. And, and, and you're frustrated at all of this stuff. You've got to get involved. I'm asking you this morning, is there anybody in big church? Listen to me. Is there anybody in big church that's willing to leave the shore? You want things to be different in your life. You're willing to step off into the deep waters and leave the shore to get out of the shallow end. You ever, you ever get in a pool, you got to test the waters? So many times people are staying in the shallow end. I'm afraid to go into the deep because I can't swim. I don't know what's going on on that side of it. There may be sharks out there. How many of you, you know what, I got to honestly with you, I love the ocean. My wife loves the ocean, right, honey? Tell me how much you love the ocean. <laughs> she tells me about 14 times a week, especially in the wintertime, how much she loves the ocean. But, you know, me, I like the ocean. I like to get out about this deep. But I don't really want to go any farther out there because I don't know what's out there. 
But I'm telling you something this morning. God is calling you to get out from being waist deep and even chest deep. He's wanting you to go deeper in with him because you don't know what's out there. Yeah, you're thinking of danger is out there, but he could be saying, I got something much better for you out in the deep. You've been standing in the shallow too long. You've been trying to figure it out too long. He says, I got somewhere that you need to go. Come on, I think so many times we're just spinning our wheels because God said, I got something bigger for you, but you just won't move. Oh, help me, Lord. We've been waiting, and God is waiting. Two different words. We've been waiting in, testing the waters, and God just said, I'm waiting for you to jump in. I'm ready to do something new in your life. I'm ready to be who I've called, make you be who you spoke. But you have to step out into what you need to do. We got to develop an attitude, right? Not a bad attitude. We need to have a good attitude. An attitude that says, if you say so, I'll do it. God, I didn't get pregnant that first time, but if you say to keep trying again, I'm going to do it. I didn't get the job that I really wanted, but if you said to keep looking, I'll keep doing it. I don't have enough money to give, but if you say to give, I'm going to give it anyway. But if you say so, nevertheless, at your word, that's what I'm going to do. And that's what Peter did. I might be unqualified, but God, if you say for me to do this, I know you're going to help me. Don't stop praying just because the last time you prayed didn't come to fruition. Don't stop praying. The Bible says to ask, to seek, and to knock. you got to keep persistent in what God's called you to do. Jesus is saying, do it again. Pray it again. Try it one more time. Confess it one more time because you don't know what one more time could do. You don't know that second or third or fourth or 20th time you could get breakthrough in the thing that you're looking at your, to do. One more time. Look at verse 6. And when they had done this, they caught a great number of fish, and the net was breaking. we got to stop limiting God. There's a great catch out there, but so many times we limit God by, because we don't fully listen to what he's saying to us. He told Peter to let down the nets. What did Peter hear? Net. I believe that they would have caught every single fish in that sea, if they would have all took their nets out there. I think that God, we, we, we limit him sometimes too much because uh, we, we think that he's, we got to start believing in miracles again. Miracles again. Y'all believe in miracles? We, used to, we serve a miracle working God. But sometimes we believe in medicine over miracles. Sometimes we believe in, instead of his word, we believe in self-help books or, or something to make us better. Uh, we, we become so logical, you know, even as Christians, we become so logical that we, have, that we dis excuse the supernatural. There is a supernatural God who is still at work in this reign. He's still doing miracles. He's still healing people. He's still doing the same things he did nowadays, but we limit him because we don't believe that. Sometimes we've got to get off the shores of tradition. It's the way that you've always done it. Well, the way that you've always done it, sometimes, is it working? A lot of times, church, it's the same way. Uh, church has done the same thing forever, and they expect the same. They get the same results because they're afraid to launch out and do something a little different. Well, I'm going to tell you something. The pastor at big church is different. I've been called peculiar before. Uh, and and I, I think we all should be a different kind of people in this church, not doing what we've always done. We let excuses or trials. Hey, listen, life happens to everyone, right? But we stand on the shore and we make excuses for everything else that we do. And then complacency, we expect everyone else to do it for us. 
Let me tell you something. Friends and Family Day is coming up, and I really do believe that it's our option. It is our, it's our, it ain't just to get a crowd in here. It's to see lives change. It's to see people come through the door and walk out differently than what they walked in for. It's not about bounce houses. It's going to be fun or food, because I love food. It's about something that can change someone's heart forever. Sometimes you've got to quit trying to figure it out and figure out where all the fish are coming. You just have to let down your nets. He says if he did it, he'll do it again. I believe, I believe that everyone out there, there's a multitude of fish out there. There are different races and, and, and ethnicities. I'm having a hard time with some of my words today. Ethnicities. There are people out there right now from high income to low income, wherever. The fish are a multitude, but it's God has called us to launch out into the deep. And how do you do that? You cast your personal net. You get your phone out. You start encouraging someone in text message. You say, hey, I need you to be here next Sunday because it's going to be a fun day. You start uh, making phone calls to people that you know need Jesus. You know what? You don't have to always have all the answers. Sometimes you just have to have a smiley face emoji or sometimes you have to do something outside of your comfort zone. That person you haven't talked to in a while, cast out your personal net to get them. And then we'll get serious. They've already went through all the steps on how to do that, so I'm not going to butcher it here because I will tell you, click, clock, I'll tell you the wrong thing. But you can be a part of catching fish. So Jesus says this. He says, start and launch out. Let me tell you why. She sang oceans last week. But oceans right there, deeper waters are the place where you can see your face start to rise. You know what? You need faith when you are in over your head, right? You don't need faith when you're standing at the shore sometimes, but a lot of times trials in life, you're wind way over your head. That's when you need to start believing God and knowing that he's there for you in every step of the way. Well, listen here what happens when you launch out. Verse 7, so they signaled to their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled the boat. And so it began to sink. When Simon Peter realized what had happened, he fell on his knees before Jesus and said, Oh, Lord, please. Leave me. I'm such a sinful man. For he was awestruck by the number of fish they had caught, as were the other ones. I don't know exactly what happened out there off the shore to Peter, but he was never the same again. Once he launched out and got into the deeper waters, and here's the thing, despite his shortcomings, we know Peter had a few of those. He had a big mouth, kind of like me. He, uh, he was impulsive. And, but despite his shortcomings, Jesus still chose him. Listen to this. Our joy doesn't come. He doesn't come from a, our joy doesn't come from a full boat. It comes after we trust God. It's not what's in the boat. It's who's in the boat. Let me tell you what changed. They still, had, they still hadn't caught no fish. They launched out this time because Jesus was in the boat and he changes everything. When you invite Jesus into your life, that he changes everything. So they fished the first time on their own. But when they invited the master on the boat, and let me tell you what happened. It went from him, Jesus, being the master to Lord. He called him master earlier, and now he was Lord because he saw what God could do in his life. Verse 10, he says, His partners, James and John, the sons of Zebedee, also were amazed. Jesus replied to Simon, Don't be afraid. From now on, you'll be fishing for people. And as soon as they landed, they left everything and follow Jesus. Let's leave the shore. And we're going to do a little acronym here. How about that? We're going to leave the shore. L S, share your testimony. In three minutes or less, 
Y'all know what y'all know what I'm talking about. Be talking to someone and, they, and like 45 minutes later, you're like, okay, you could have said that in about three minutes. Get it to the point where you know it and you can express it to someone and they'll listen to you. You know, people, can be honest with you, people shut down. Some of y'all are already shutting down on me right now. People shut down after a while, so make that thing really condense it down to where what, and, and it, don't spend uh, an hour telling about how bad the devil's been to you. You need to spend 47 minutes telling how good God's been to you. Y'all remember those testimonies uh, and sister so-and-so would get up and she said, I've been fighting the devil all week. And she'd tell about all the devil stories for, uh, for the whole week and had about two minutes of giving God praise. H, we got to help those in need. Listen, we have outreach center. We have serve teams. We do a lot of things around here. And you got to humble yourself and have to adjust your attitude toward that. I'm going to tell you something right now. If you want, we have to start serving our community. We have to start serving those around us right now because it's not all about us in here. It's about them out there. Oh, you got to offer yourself to Jesus. You got to offer yourself fully and wholly to Him. You got to go deep uh, into the deep end with Him. R, respond to God's voice. When you're at the grocery and you feel like God is telling you something, do it. Come on, have you ever had those opportunities you really felt like you should have done something, but you didn't do it? Let me tell you what, if it's a good thing, it's probably a God thing. So, so get outside of your comfort zone and respond to God's voice. E, get excited about what Jesus has done for you. Like I said earlier, you got to show an excitement. We got too, we got too many Christians walking around with the, the, the sad face emoji on their face all the time. And you're like, you've got to have joy. You have joy unspeakable and full of glory. There is something in you that this world needs to see, and it doesn't need to see a grumpy Joe. If your name's Joe, I'm not getting on you. But I'm going to challenge you with something right here. For the next year, let's get off the shore. Let's start believing that God is a big God. So many times we limit God because we've got him in, our little, in a small little box and we think he can only do so much. But I'm telling you, during this year, let's get out of our comfort zone and let's start seeing how big our God is and start showing how good he is. Listen to me. Uh, deep water is this. It's unknown. It's scary. It's a little out of our comfort zone, but he wants us to launch out into the deep. And staying comfortable is not an option anymore. Doing nothing is not an option anymore. Catching no fish is not an option. He said, I'll make you fishers of men. There's a harvest out there. As I said, God is looking for us to be the fishermen. And so many times God just says, quit watching from the shore. He didn't call us to be spectators. He called us to be participators. And so many times we're standing out there, we're watching what this one's and this one's and this one's doing. And God said, no, no, I want you to get into the water. I want you to start doing what you're watching everyone else do. You'll listen to me. You'll never see the power of God. You'll never see the provision of God. And you'll never see the miracles of God if you're standing on the shore all the time. God is looking for us to get out of our comfort zone. Only those, listen to this, only the ones that launched out got the fish, right? They, they caught a, a, a harvest of fish that they could not even number, but they had to get out. out so do you feel empty today? Maybe you feel like your net's empty today. Y'all stand with me, please. 
Maybe you feel like your net is empty today. Just, you don't really know quite what it is. I'm gonna ask you to get off the shore this morning. When's the last time you had an experience with Jesus in the deep? When's the last time that you, you had that time? Not, I'm not talking about crowds and, and, and distractions. I'm talking about when's the last time you and Jesus just had some time out in that deep water where nobody was around and you, and you and him could just have that communion. When was the last time? No hurrying. Listen, this morning, you may not have a relationship with Jesus. And maybe you think you're not good enough to come to Jesus. I got news for you. His love's too good to leave you there. It doesn't matter how bad you've been or, or what you've gone through or the trials in your life. God is standing there saying, come, come to me, come to me. You don't have to be perfect. You just have to be willing. So this morning, let's say yes to the Holy Spirit. Let's say yes to him. Whatever he's nudging on your heart. I know we've kind of already had like a little altar call-ish, but we have the prayer team. It's gonna be up on the left and the right to pray with you. And if you've never given your life over to Jesus, I'm gonna ask you all if you would to just bow your heads and no, no looking around, just for the comfort of those around us. If you want that relationship with Jesus, as she said earlier, Jesus ain't mad at you. He's madly in love with you. And I'm gonna count to three here in just a minute. If you wanna have that relationship, uh, knowing Jesus as your personal savior, I just want you to know, number one, Jesus is not mad. He's madly in love. And all you have to do is you have to admit that you've sinned. And the word says, believe in your heart and confess with your mouth and you, that Jesus died for you and you can be saved. If you would like to do that on, on, on three, if you would, just raise your hand. Raise your hands on three. Anybody out there this morning? Listen, if you raised your hand, it's hard for me to see up here. Take the yellow card to the Connect Center out there. We wanna follow up with you. We wanna help you through this journey. The next step bar is outside. Maybe it's some time for you just to take some, make some changes in your own life. Maybe you are a Christian, but you've been kind of standing on the shore and, and watching from a distance. And I think God is saying today, I want you to get in a little bit deeper. I want you to go deeper. That's gonna be this time that we're, as we're getting ready to worship. And maybe here's a big one. Maybe you've been in over your head and maybe you're in over your head. God pulled you out of that, but you put yourself back in that situation again. God's still here. He's still here and he's still moving. So if you need prayer, you wanna pray, these altars are open.